welcome to It's Not Them, It's You, the show where we take ownership of our choices and where they have gotten us so far. I'm your host, Joy Dennis. Thanks for joining me. Hey, I'm Grizz Dennis, and I am talking to Joy, who also happens to be my wife, um, and I'm coming to her with some questions today. I'll let her talk. <laughs> Hopefully I have some answers. <laughs> you probably have more questions. <laughs> more questions after you start talking. Yeah. So right now we're talking about my helping you out with your marketing for your life coaching business. And um, it's it's a little bit of a – it's something you've asked me to do for you before <laughs> – for a couple of years. Um, and just for background, I have been uh, pretty busy with school up until a couple of years ago or three years ago. I did a master's program and with the idea that I'd be teaching at the college level. And so this is uh, sort of therapy right now because I'm coming to joy with my uh Woes. <laughs> um, well, and just for some, just for some background, in Chris and I's relationship, I don't coach him without permission. That's not how things work between us. So I keep my advice and input to a minimum, unless he um, asks for that, or if I ask permission for him, if I could offer something that's coming to mind. Um, that's one way that we just make sure that we have good boundaries. Right. So this is not a mind control situation here. <laughs> um, I'm a fully operational, functional individual. Um, and I legitimately am coming to Joy for some help. Um, right now I'm laying on my belly and... The reason why I'm laying on my belly is because it's one of the only comfortable positions I'm I can be in. Uh, I hurt my back at work, and eh, this is kind of a recurring theme for me. It is why I started toward the teaching profession so I could get out of a uh, physical job um, where I'm lugging things around uh, and. Instead of enjoying my Thanksgiving, laying around, um, unable to move, and in a significant amount of pain. Um, so I'm kind of like in a, uh, well, so long story short, I uh, am working at Lowe's Home Improvement, and I took a job there as a sales associate. And this is just generally as a way to have a placeholder. Um, In the midst of all of this, I want to make sure that everybody knows that you're also a professional <laughs> artist who right. has been extremely driven and creative and has been also trying to work full-time and create these past 23 years and more. Right. And so you do things for money, but in your ideal life... Like, if you're going to think about if you didn't have to make money, what you would rather be doing is just painting. Right. Or I'd rather, writing. I'd, I'd honestly rather not be working for you as your marketer. 
I'd rather be painting. <laughs> I totally get that. But I think you might rather be working in marketing for me than working at Lowe's. Absolutely. So, well, and I don't need to go into that situation um, right. too deeply, other than, you know, suffice to say, it's, you know, it's a run of a mill job and it's not doing anything good for me, for sure, because I spent all of Thanksgiving unable to move pretty much right. um, because of the physical nature of the job, which, you know, I'm supposed to be a customer service associate, but what I'm actually doing is lugging around carpets and um, using my body in ways that it's, uh, I guess there are some people who are meant to move things and then there's people who just move things because they feel like they have to. And so I fall into the latter category where I have a pretty deep idea of, or this identity of taking care of business and making sure that my family's fed. And so this is what ends up happening is I feel like I got to do a job and I'm worried about my family's well-being. And so I take on things that are not well, and I want to just interject that historically, when your back has gone out, it has been a result of extreme, like I would say, stress and financial pressure, at least in your mind. Right. Well, it's been actual financial pressure. Well, actual financial pressure and stress and probably most likely doing something that you wish you were not doing. So... If we're going to be moving, transitioning this conversation into more of like a coaching session, <laughs> then let's talk about where you'd rather be and how to get there. Okay. Tell me where I want to be. <laughs> well, I mean, you've talked about this before. Like you, you would love to have all of your energy and time be available for family life and for right. creativity. Yeah. Not... Um, an underwhelming paycheck that saps all your life energy. Right. And also, I, I like I like building things together. Uh, well, and you and I work really well as a team. Like when he's talking about we had a frame shop, we also had a frame shop that we worked together in and we had a coffee shop that we worked together in. And not all couples... Uh, can work together and that's totally fine but we happen to be one that could spend like every waking moment together and be pretty happy about that right i mean but the, you know the the reason why i have dragged my feet in being your marketing assistant or manager manager or pro <laughs> producer what, whatever this is the title is mm -hmm. um of promoting your empowerment business is that what we're calling it sure okay um you know there there actually has or have been there was that one time there was a moment where <laughs> i had we had been running the picture frame business for three years i think and we decided to add on coffee 
an espresso bar. And baked goods. And baked goods in addition to the frame shop, just because the location was pretty ideal for it. And it had always been a dream of mine. And it was a dream of Joy's. And then, so we added it on. And the thing with me is when I get going on something, I tend to be pretty rabid. And I have a like an idea of like what progress is. And I want to see like tangible results. And so I tend to get a little well, intense. And I would say that that we had some mutual growth that was happening at that time where Grizz was happy to take the lead on things and really push, push, push. But I wasn't really in a position at that point to, um, like, I didn't have the boundaries in place to say, hey, you're ruining my vision, (laughs) which would have been what I should have said. Um, Hey, can you scale back what you're doing? This isn't what I thought it would look like. This is not how I'm going to be happy in this situation. And because I wasn't there, it ended up feeling like to him, like he railroaded me into a scenario where I was no longer happy. And I actually shut down the, our coffee shop. So I understand like your hesitancy about assisting me, but also that was like 10 years ago Mm -hmm. and I'm in a different position now. And I feel confident with my vision for my business to know when I, if you bring up something and say, Hey, let's do this. I can say, that's not authentic to me. Let's rework it. Right. But I get that there is tension with you respecting what I do so much and honoring my vision that you don't want to have somehow override it. Right. And then I also, like, I have an idea of what success looks like. And um, I just, I don't want to be... I don't want that to overtake quality, maybe, or just uh, hu- hu- being human. Hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll hold down the human element. And I know that our, I think our ideas of success look a little bit different. Like I know success for me means having a lot of everything that I want to enjoy in addition to satisfying work. Mm-hmm. And, and a general ease in life. But also one of the things that I am very, that I guard very carefully is I like to have a lot of space in my day. And so that means I'm not very rigid when it comes to following a specific schedule. Right. That's not who I am. And whereas you have like spreadsheets of schedules and whenever I try to do that, I immediately like butt heads with myself. Like there's an inner scheduler in me that's always trying to take over. But my rebel self is like not going to let it happen. Right. I mean, our our last true vacation, we went to Puerto Rico and it drove me crazy to just sit in our Airbnb and not go anywhere. <laughs> and I'm like, let's just relax. I mean, in in the like in terms of like me squeezing every last dollar out of that trip like mm-hmm. of enjoyment, it was a ridiculous idea because we pretty much flew there for free. Um <laughs> and all we were paying for was food and board and yeah. we were 
well, part of your growth and learning curve is just learning how to relax. And I think that in our new scenario, moving to Michigan and having like some things up in the air job wise, like, and then also having a struggle to just feel like you're doing something tangible Mm -hmm. that it pushes you to work too hard and to not ease into what's available right and then my back goes out and i can't do anything but sit still and watch the world go by right which so it's like if you just can't ease through life then then life is going to make you maybe maybe i mean i was i've been trying to think about pain as a friend Mm -hmm. and i don't know if that's like a, a healthy thought or not um, but it's healthy because it's acceptance instead of resistance. Yeah. I mean, what's the, can that go too far though? I mean, well, I think that like, it's like if I'm just like, Oh, woe is me. Nothing's ever going to get better. I'm in a lot of pain. Uh, you know, and that's that then. I think that that is a negative when you become like a sort of a victim mentality around it versus engaging with every time I have this pain, my body is communicating something to me and I need to listen to what that is. And then I need to sit with it. Like, um, you know, I mean, cause this, this literally is kind of like the, the straw that broke the camel's back is I have been resistant to, being your marketing person for various reasons. It's not just that I don't want to ruin our relationship or ruin your thing um, and stomp all over it. it is, it's because also I'm a little bit selfish. I, If I perceive that I have spare time, I don't want to be doing anything. Like, I have... You're you right. Need, you I, need to know when you're off the clock. Yeah. Well, I also like, I have my goals, right? Mm -hmm. With like, I would, I would like to be making art. And so, um, I've been better about being more selfish about making art as a priority, like, and ducking out and doing it. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, and I think that you, that maybe even just rephrasing that one thing would, would change how you felt about it. What? It's not you being selfish to do the things that bring you joy. Like that's just having good boundaries. So for you to have boundaries around your art making time or around your reading time or writing time is, is healthy. And I would say it's in the same way, like you were talking about, you're much more rigid and scheduled in the way that you do things than I am. Like one of the things that we're going to learn to do together in this process is have good boundaries around our own need for space from each other, need for time mm-hmm. and, and actually just to improve our communication around those things. Right. Cause I know you'll show up upstairs, like his studio is in the basement and you'll show up upstairs and just say, I just want to be present. I don't want to be like hiding away. So nobody thinks I'm available. And so you do show up. And I appreciate that because that means when you're there, you're actually available. But we've all kind of gotten to know you well enough to know that when you are working, you're not available. Yeah. Um, 
Can we go back to the straw that broke the camel's back? Sure, camel. <laughs> um, so you have something that you say a lot, which is not to make decisions based on fear. Yes. And so, you know, I, I have like the amount of, I don't know how to like emphasize this in audio, but like the amount of pain that I'm in when my back goes out is, um, like I sometimes wish I was dead. It's really, it's a 10. It is, it is so bad and, um, it really affects my mental state. Like it, anytime I, I might be depressed like if i look back on my life Mm -hmm. the times i'm depressed are also when i'm in a lot of pain because i can't see like hope starts fading away (laughs) well i mean because you also see yourself as carrying the rest of us and right and and i think you're scared of not being able to do that there's a big burden yeah and so now you know, is this the thing that's like, okay, you obviously need a job change and teaching isn't working out because of the way academics um, treats its adjunct professors. Mm -hmm. It's not a viable career option and especially not right now in pandemic world. Um, And so... It's not a path worth pursuing in a traditional way. Um, And so I don't want me being your marketing manager, being like this idea that it's uh, the last thing I want to do. And I just kind of was... (laughs) But now that you're incapacitated, it's all you can do. (laughs) <laughs> right. Now that you can't do anything else, I mean, that the universe works like that, though. It kind of funnels people into where they need to be. I don't know how do you fight against it. You could also look at it. Under the funnel. <laughs> I mean, you can look at the funnel as being a wonderful thing, or you can look at it as being a prison. Yeah. So what do you have to say about that? Well, I think that... I mean, one of the things, the other things that I do say is like, let's work smarter, not harder. And what I believe about smarter, not harder is that it is about being in flow with what's happening around you and listening to what, listening to yourself and to your higher self about what you really actually want and making what you want your focus, not so much operating from a place of fear or scarcity or stopgap measures or placeholders. But to say, I'm just going to wait for the right thing. Because, I mean, if you think of it in a relationship context of, like, people who date a lot um, and are looking maybe for the one to spend their lives with, if you string along a boyfriend or a girlfriend, those people are placeholders. They're actually going to get in the way of you finding the person that you're really meant to be with. Because, mm-hmm. because the, the gap is filled. 
fill these jobs that I've had have been my... They've been fillers, kind of. Unnecessary girlfriends. Maybe. (laughs) Toxic relationships. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that the universe does have a way of funneling us towards the things that we're going to feel most joy in, feel most purpose in, and that are going to be the things that lift us most successfully. But we also have to break away from old ideas of success. So can I say something really annoying? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Always. <laughs> why? Why do I have to wait so long to be funneled? Why can't I just cut straight to where I'm supposed to be? Why? Why the journey? Why twenty three years of I'm gonna, not really getting it? Well, I'm going to fill in. Wherefore, what basically you're asking is why twenty three years of evolution? Mm-hmm. Well, evolution is the goal. So that path takes whatever it takes. We have all these kind of internal barriers and limited belief systems that make our evolution path windy. And in each of those moments, we're learning something new. We're coming to grips with something new or old and reworking it. And basically, I mean, if you can think of it kind of like if you're walking through a park after a concert... You're going to make a bunch of passes before you get all the garbage. You're going to like weave your way through, but there's going to be more to pick up, more to clean up, more to take care of. And then it's like once the garbage is gone, then it's actually time for cultivation. Planting of seeds, maintenance, you know, watching things grow. And so I think some of us in our journeys have a lot more cleanup to do before we can get to where we need to go than others. And sometimes that route takes us through a lot of mazes. Mm -hmm. And, but I don't think, I don't see any of it as wasted time, wasted energy, wasted effort. I mean, that's that's like my personality though. Your personality sees everything that isn't quote unquote success as a waste. Yeah. And that's why I can't relax on vacation. Right. Or. or... So your challenge is like, I think the challenge is between except. Like what you're saying, do I make friends with my pain? Do I come into acceptance of the state of things, my my lot in life, the body I have, or am I just going to be in resistance? And I think, again, it's like Sisyphus pushing the boulder up the hill, which you actually even yes. called yourself the other day. It's a pointless activity. Mm-hmm. If you let go of the boulder, it rolls downhill and you walk uphill free. Well, if you let go of the boulder, it crushes you and you're done well that's one way of looking at it but there's other paths of like just step out of the way you know if you're going to even think about just like aikido step out of the way move allow the you know allow the boulders gravity to take it where it goes make it no longer like be your burden (laughs) yeah i guess there's like uh deprogramming to do about what my purpose is yeah or even i i think that our the attachment to the idea of what success looks like you know in my mind success is um the ability to 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 have kind of like personal spaciousness and to be able to relax and to experience enjoyment and the more we can do that then the more successful we are. And I'm not talking about just like happy moments, like of watching TV or maybe even just time with friends or buying those new things that are kind of these little blips of happiness. 
but more of just like a satisfaction and an acceptance of what is in, in allowing that to be a rich experience. And it doesn't mean to stop trying or to settle for less. It means allowing yourself to rest more in a state of satisfaction, contentment, and joy, regardless. But making, seeking kind of your, the things that give you purpose, your main focus. Like I know for me, the thing that gives me purpose is family life, but it's also the work that I do in my community with my coaching and empowerment. And that fills me up. Mm-hmm. And I know that you get a lot of satisfaction out of teaching others how to do things as well as expressing yourself as an artist. And so Mm -hmm. enjoying walking along the river, like that could be enough. Like Mm -hmm. it could be enough for you to just enjoy. Right. But But I think the question is, is what would it take? Like what would you have to let go of? in order for you to come to that place of allowing what is to be enough. There's a certain amount of my thinking that is anti-boredom and kind of makes trouble for myself because Mm -hmm. I don't want to be bored. Um, What's the story around boredom? Like, why is that? I mean, is it really boredom or is it helplessness or is it like a loneliness like, you know, like, what is boredom really, other than a desire for distraction? I mean, I'm sure that somebody looking at me would say, oh, you actually seem fairly comfortable with boredom. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's anybody... an inner story that's going on, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, am I truly able to just sit and relax and... um watch the pretty birds and listen to my kids talking or be just close to you uh, without thinking about something else. I don't know. Like, well, it, I mean, I think that that is, if that's a place you want to get to, then like anything, it takes practice. And also, I mean, looking at the stories that you're telling yourself when you're trying to get to that place, like whether those activities, you know, in your inner critic, like whether you're, whether that voice is saying, this is pointless, this is worthless, this isn't what you should be spending your time on. There's like a lot of heavy judgment about, quote unquote, not doing anything. Or um, I know in my story, like there was this, I had this major tag of like being lazy. Mm. Like, I was told that I was a lazy person, and so I had a lot of... I'm sorry. Not by you. <laughs> you crazy. Um, I had a lot of, like, shame around doing enough, being enough, mm-hmm. and knowing myself as a low-energy person when I couldn't accomplish everything that maybe some I thought other people would expect from me. I felt um, insufficient and realized through my own journey over time that... While I may have, I, I accepted that label of lazy when it was handed over to me as a, as a young person. But now that I know myself better, I know I'm not lazy. I know myself well enough to know that I just need space in my life. That I am always doing a lot of internal work. And that takes actually a lot of emotional energy 
Mm-hmm. And in order for me to be present for the internal work, I have to actually limit my external activities. And I think that that applies actually to most people that we act, that what we really need is to limit our external activities so that we can be present for our internal work because distraction keeps us from ourselves. Right. So I guess my glitch is <laughs> that I have a competitive nature and I like I want recognition and I want people to see that I'm doing well um and so is that hard thinking about being my marketing manager that you would be the behind the scenes guy I think that there's maybe a little bit of um <laughs> like you're not the star right I'm not driving the motorcycle I'm in the back seat um <laughs> you're the gas baby um <laughs> So, yeah, there, yeah, there is, like, it's not just boredom that's the enemy. And boredom might not even be the real thing. It might actually be uh, a deflection that what actually is the issue is I want to be a hero. Yeah. And I often feel like uh, instead of the hero, just one of those many figures on the battle line that get hacked down in the opening scene of a movie and not the guy who <laughs> right top with the flag in the end right yeah cannon fodder i don't want to be cannon fodder and is that a is that an appropriate reasonable request (laughs) (laughs) I think that it's a I think there's a big story change to go from that I think perspective of feeling like you are cannon fodder to am I actually even in a battle right like there's no war so the story of being the hero and the cannon fodder are all just sort of yeah, the thing that's getting in the way, I think. It is a story. It's the story that's getting in the way, that it is this big epic battle, that it's you against something else versus just you prioritizing your own needs and happiness. Mm-hmm. So I could most likely, if things go well, <laughs> get a lot more time to paint and to not be... Spending, spinning my wheels for the man mm-hmm. if I would just do a little bit of work for you. You could be working for the woman instead. Right. Down with the patriarchy. <laughs> well, and I know, I mean, I've asked you probably three or four times over the past couple of years to to do marketing for me because I know where I can put my energy and I want to keep doing the work I'm doing. And I believe that you are savvy enough to make this a successful venture for both of us. And I think that we're good business partners and it's sort of like mutually assured success. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Okay. So you'll do it? We'll give it a go, but this is, you know, scary time, right? Because right. I'm not going to show up to work tomorrow. And my day job paycheck is going to run out. Um, and then we're really going to have to fly. Well, I really believe in us. Otherwise, I wouldn't be saying, please don't go back to Lowe's. <laughs> <laughs> because I really think that we can do this. And it may be a little tight, but that's okay. We've got what it takes to be a good team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, sorry, Lowe's. Nothing personal. Thanks for the paychecks, but I gotta go. (laughs) Yeah. Should I do a sign off? Yeah. Go ahead and sign off like you would normally sign off. Okay. How would you do that? Hey, thanks for listening. To support my podcast and to help me take it to the next level, go ahead and feel free to click the support button below. Do you have any questions or get feedback or have input on what topics I cover in the future, just email me at itsyoupodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so as your marketing person, I would first say, (laughs) in your closing, you probably want to say who you are again. Oh, okay. And so... Who are you? I'm Joy Dennis. I'm an empowerment coach and hypnotherapist. If you're interested in learning more about working with me as a client, head on over to joyfullifeintuitive.com. Until then, remember, it's you. I think we're making progress.